This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Adulting is hard, but it doesn't have to be impossible. If you want to hear more about ways you can actually live your best life, check out How to Be a Better Human. Each week, comedian Chris Duffy sits down with an expert to talk about the realistic and often unexpected ways you can improve your life. This season on How to Be a Better Human, learn how thinking about death can actually make your life happier, why it's never too late to make a change, and more. Find How to Be a Better Human wherever you get your podcasts. I woke up this morning. As y'all might know, we do some remote shows and we do some live shows. And today is a remote show with a wonderful guest. And so internet at your house, not a big deal. Everyone's got it. If not, you got a hotspot. I don't have a hotspot yet. The hotspot is my coochie. That's the hotspot. Sometimes the hotspots are under my <laughs> arms. Like now. Ooh, baby. I went from lavender patchouli to red onion real quick because I didn't have any internet and I didn't know why. Right. And so I Googled a bunch of numbers. The first number I called, the customer service number that came up, was like, congratulations, girl. You won like a medic alert bracelet. I said, what in the Shark Tank? Get the fuck out of here. What? I hate, why does everyone try to sell you something you don't fucking need? Okay, that's what love is for. Are you serious? And so, yeah, I'm dropping, I'm dropping all a bunch of crumbs to get to the crazy person's house. So, um, <laughs> hold on, everybody. Do you have a seatbelt extender? Because we're going for a fucking ride. Okay. Welcome to Adulting, everybody. Yes. This is my co from Go, Michelle Buteau. It is. He is. Uh, she's joining I am. me. She, nothing's happened to her today. <laughs> she's had a very chill morning. And I think what? You poached some eggs, you had them in bed, there were birds on your windowsill, and then all hell broke loose. Are you okay? Yeah, I am okay. It's one of those um, moments where um, you really have to decide who you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you always put things like that. I love it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you really have to dig deep and think, okay, how do I get through this? <laughs> because for me, when I'm stressed and I don't have the answer, it feels like I'm in a panic room. It feels like I'm that third grader again that doesn't understand the word problems in a pop quiz. I'm like, I have no direction, no directive. I don't know what I'm doing. And so this bitch knew that <laughs> I called the wrong number and she's doing the fucking thing. And I said, you know what? I wish better for you because I know this isn't the job that you want to do. Oh! And I hung up the phone. <laughs> Bitch, don't come for me unless that's them for you. NeNe Lakes, thank you so much. Real Housewives will never be the same. The fucking buffoonery. So anyways, I finally found a number where I was talking to somebody. And, you know, slow was not the word. I literally had to spell out, like, very simple words for him. Okay. Like, street. And I was like, this is weird. Maybe this is his, like, first week. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I found the problem 32 minutes later. Um, you have to pay your bill. I said, it's always that. I said, let's pay the bill. I said, here's a credit card. Oh, we don't do credit cards. I need your account number and your routing number. Mm. And then my husband was like, absolutely not. And I was like, baby, I need to get on this internet to do my adulting episode with this wonderful guest we got. 
And my husband's like, no. And I was like, husband, chill out. You're not even American. You don't understand how this goes. Well, I done got caught. <laughs> I gave him the routing number and the account number. And all of a sudden, I got disconnected. Oh, my God. And then my husband got really mad at me. And I just looked at him. Michelle. And I was like, stop yelling. But he wasn't yelling. <laughs> I was yelling at myself. And it's like in those moments where you just wish more for your partner, you wish yeah. that they would do better. And I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about me. He looked at me <laughs> like, he looked at me like I was Michael J. Fox in a werewolf basketball movie. And I don't miss <laughs> the fucking basket because I want to do my own fucking move instead of the move that I practiced for three months. And uh, quite <laughs> frankly, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Am I frozen? Great. You're not frozen. I'm just listening. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Wow, this is wild. And no, it's it's wild. And uh, But everything's back on now. Internet's back on. We're going out of town. We have to find a bank in that town. What? Because we had to shut down our account. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't... Like, I'm not even wearing panties, Jordan. You don't need to know this. It's not even a sexual <laughs> thing. It's just like a couldn't get myself together kind of thing. The fact that I have two braids and a hat on is like, where's the Met Gala? Where's the Met Gala? Because <laughs> she, <laughs> the theme this year <laughs> is tired, bitch. Okay. You know what? Sometimes just to get to zero is a huge win for the day. And you did. You recovered well. You're good. You got thrust back to 1989. No internet, nothing. And you army crawled your way back. 1989. Is that the year Taylor Swift was born? I think, yes. Thank God. Uh, what a milestone. Okay. Welcome to Jumpin' Jack Flash, everybody. I'm Whoopi Goldberg. And this... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little black woman in a big silver box. Jumpin' Jack Flash. <laughs> I've had a morning, y'all, where you start doing shit like, well, I have my health. I have my kids. <laughs> I've done good things in this world. Like, that's the kind of morning I've had. Okay. You know, I I've done things like this before. Mm -hmm. And I have learned the lesson of auto pay. Was it an auto pay situation or what? Yeah, we changed our cards because there was another fraudulent thing. And so apparently, like, all our accounts weren't updated with the new cards. Oh. So we do have auto pay. We absolutely have auto pay. That part. Come on. We have two kids, two dogs, and these two big-ass titties. This is an emotional Noah's Ark. <laughs> of course we have auto pay. <laughs> Are you okay? Because I'm not. Is it too early I'm for a drink? To, I, I'm, I've sent um, word to send you a Duzzy, by the way, from Duncan, um, which is near your house. Not giving anything away. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. I can't wait for the doorbell to ring during the podcast. <laughs> 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 and for my dogs that are also little ponies. <laughs> <laughs> when I greet people at my house and it's just like a very big dog welcome, I can tell what kind of time they're going to have. Yeah. Because if they're just like, oh, hey, dogs, and just keep walking, I'm like, it's going to be a good time. Yeah. But if they see my dogs and you're like, hi, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we're all going to be stressed. Let's just switch from the rosé to the liquor. No, they're, listen, I have video of your dogs. Your dogs are beautiful. They were on the beach frolicking and doing the tug of war. It's just the myth. And we need to work about this and normalize this conversation. Something you talked about before. It's the myth and the fear of the big black dog, you know? Yeah. Like when I was a kid, there was a big black dog at the end of my block. And that fear was validated because he <laughs> tried to rip the tire on my <laughs> my huffy. Shit. What in the Kojo? That was a scary big black. That was a Texas dog. That was a scary dog. It didn't get love, 
But your dogs are loved and, you know, they've helped me remedy that fear in me of big dogs like that. Oh, good. I didn't know that. I wasn't sure if you liked my dogs because I know Lola stepped on your foot one time. No, she didn't step on my foot. She stepped on my shoe. She stepped on your shoe. She stepped on my shoe. Yeah. Okay. She stepped on my shoe, my cocaine white Fayus. So... You come to my house in Bed-Stuy, <laughs> to the backyard <laughs> with a big black dog. And then you're like, I can't believe I got dirty. That's like what <laughs> that's like that's like having spaghetti and meatballs with marinara sauce at your wedding. You're like, wait a minute. What? I think I was just so I was so upbraided. I was so hurt, so traumatized. But it was just like Yeah. Can't have nice things. Can't have nice things. Mm-mm. I had literally out the box and then bam. Now, I'll have you know that those shoes cost, you know how much those shoes cost me? It's never going to be enough. The fact that I was $30. Like, oh. Okay, $30. And st- oh, God, Jordan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I entertained this conversation 10 years ago when it happened then. $30? Okay. I just gave away That's my That's a lot home. of money to a guy like me. All right? $30 is a lot of money. All right? So I was like, it was just a moment. I think the stroller wouldn't fold or something like that. And then... Oh, not the stroller not folding. I get that. That, that, I get. that I, Because a stroller not folding when you need it to fold, like click clack, do it real quick. Click clack. Yes. A stroller not folding is like a vacuum cleaner that doesn't pick up or an iron that doesn't get hot. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck is the point of you? Because you can't throw it away. It is like a hole in a garbage can. You're like, what the fuck are you here for? Yes. So all this to say, thank God you're healthy. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, we've crossed the burning sands. You're okay. You're better for it. Your day is going to go great. Here to four. You just got to let that out. I can see you breathing like, oh my God, girl, what are you doing? <laughs> Michelle is meditating in front of me right now. You're doing like breathing exercises. Four in, hold for four, four out. Oh my God, I hold for three. Otherwise I get lightheaded. What do you mean? <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A hole for three. Mm-mm. I've been doing it wrong. Got a hole for three. I love it. I mean, I, I think it. I hold yeah. for three because I just have more weight on my chest than you. You know what I mean? Like. Well, I hold for four because they're like, this is what the Navy SEALs do. And then I'm like, I could be I could be a Navy SEAL. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh, my God. The conversations you know that what? you have with yourself. You know what this podcast is? It's a safe space for everyone but Jordan. I tell you these things. I tell you I could be a Navy SEAL, okay? And then you say, oh, my God. That's how you react? Yeah. That's how you cradle my emotions? You got to set yourself up for success. That's, That's not I'm, it. I'm, <laughs> what the fuck? You're a really nice black nerd, tired dad that gets oh, emotional God. when your sneaker gets dirty. It wasn't. It was the culmination. It was and, like and when I, the, I, the stroller don't close, and and also you traveled. Like okay, I'm trying to fold, and it's not folding. And it's giving. I mean, I think it was maybe like maybe the heat or something like that. It was sticking, and it was just. A, it was just a rough day. Someone was like, there's a dead bird in your backyard. I'm like, and what the fuck? <laughs> and what the fuck do you want me to do about it? Me? I can't even see my feet. My titty. It's not me. <laughs> it's been a day and it's only 1130. Michelle is about to take the biggest cat nap of her life. <laughs> the exhaustion. I have no time. I have to pack me and the kids up. I'm going to be a balding introvert by the time I get on my plane tomorrow. No, I, no, we're here for you. Um, 
Is there anything else that's gone wrong? Plumbing, electricity, like what's good? Tell me. Oh my God. I was like, I don't know what my plumbing is doing. Like in my body <laughs> or my house. <laughs> really? <laughs> Michelle glitched out. Holy shit. I was like, I don't even know. Do you have copper piping? Is that what we're calling it? Co- <laughs> is that what we call it? I know that's what we call it. Co- what is that? Co- I mean, cocker? it's 2020 more. This is what we're doing. Um, have you cut off? Have you shut off the valves? Like, you know, you're outside like the hose and everything like that. Have you shut those off for the winter? Like emotionally? <laughs> for the winter. Have you shut yes, off? Yes, we have. Without- yes, thank you. When I, you live I, in I was, New York. I was worried. Yeah, no, one, no, that was the first lesson living in Brooklyn. When you live in New York, you got to shut off the fucking water sometimes because it gets, what? It, it turns into ice? Yes, very good. And then it, I can't, I'm not a plumber. You guys, I can't. This I, isn't Brooklyn. This is worldwide. It is? Okay. I really thought, <laughs> yeah. it, I thought it was like, just like, like a, a, a very singular Brooklyn experience. Cause I was like, Brooklyn got, got me again. Brooklyn will teach you how to be a homeowner real quick. I was like, oh my God. How the fuck would I know? I'm wearing a plus-size crop denim jacket that doesn't button. Why the fuck would I know about plumbing? I barely know about buttons around my beautiful back fat biscuits. Fuck. Oh, my God. This is too much. You guys, thank you so much for listening to adulting. Look, the donuts are coming. <laughs> the donuts are coming. Is that what the British say? The donuts are coming. The donuts are coming. Yes. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. Am I ever going to not have to dust, like... Am I ever going to not have to dust? I mean, I don't I don't think so. You that dusting is it's just a part of us, you know, it's a part of life. Is it really like people's skin, like dead skin? Yeah. It's a lot. Oh! Of why why are we going there with it? Cuz I I think on? about it when I dust and I'm like, yuck, and then it gets in your nose. You went on a a beautiful <laughs> date with your husband. Yes. <laughs> Can yes. We talk about that. Oh, we'll talk about it next time. We don't have enough time for that. Okay, back to dust and dead skin. Yes, that's what dust is. It's a lot. Of, well, it's a lot of things, right? Uh huh. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. It's fibers. Okay. And it's uh, it's our our dermis, of course. Fibers is just like one of those words, like an atom. <laughs> like when you really don't know what the fuck it is, you're just like it's just like those fibers. It's just yes. They are fibers from our clothes. Our clothes are constantly shedding. Mm-hmm. You know, our skin, you've got dogs, they're shedding, mm. you know? So it's like, you got you to gotta dust all that. You got to dust all that. Yucky, yucky poo-poo. I'm a dust buster, though. Are you? I'm the black dust buster. I can tell. You got the look in your eyes. You look like you like to hit the corners. Do you have like a Negro spiritual when you um, clean? What I, of course. Yeah. I do. I'm like, I'm building me a home. <laughs> I'm building me a home, my lord. This earthly house, this earthly house is gonna soon decay. I'm like, oh, I could have been a Fisk singer at the turn of the 19th century. Oh, missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. But my soul's gotta have praise, Lord. Oh, my God. I mean... You never asked me to sing spirituals. Where's my donation basket? I need to write a check <laughs> to the church. In many. Oh, my God. Uh, you trigger me, and once I pop, I can't stop. <laughs> and that's the problem. Where's this bow tie, everybody? We got a Sunday service that's oh going to go from day to night. Child, I want the one. Ooh. I want that single-room church. <laughs> With the tambourine, the only light that comes in is from the windows on the other side of the wall. I gotta say, you know I love a tambourine moment. Everybody fucking knows. Of course. And I um 
I want to get a bedazzled tambourine. There, I said it. There, I fucking said it. So this has been a really fucking crazy morning and a crazy day, but you have made it better. And I do believe that our guests will also only make it better because she is, when I say like a walking ray of sunshine, you best believe she does not just light up a room when she gets into the room. She blows it the fuck up. Yeah. She blows the room up. She's amazing. She is um, not only Black Hollywood royalty, she Hollywood royalty, bitch. She's a multi-hyphenate. What can't she do? She's also a fucking twin. Come on now. I am so lucky to have worked with her on First Wives Club, season three. And mm -hmm. she plays Marley in my show, Survival of the Thickest, all episodes streaming right now. And uh, yeah, man, I can't wait for her to finally fucking do this show. Bring her out, bring her out, bring her out. Y'all, it's Tasha motherfucking Smith. Adulting is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But the sign of a great relationship is when both people put in the work to learn and grow with each other. Therapy is a place to work through the challenges you face in all types of relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. If you're thinking about starting therapy, then you should definitely start therapy and give BetterHelp a try. The platform is entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. No more scheduling appointments and worrying about how long it's going to take to get there. Plus, you'll be able to enjoy the comfort of your own home. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll be matched with a licensed therapist. If it's not a great fit, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. You know, being a truth teller for a living and paying taxes on writing jokes, um, sometimes it's hard for me to express myself one-on-one -on -one and not without a microphone and a two-drink minimum. But therapy has helped me look in in order to emote out. Mm -hmm. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash adulting today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash adulting. Hello, Tasha. I got some titties for you, baby. Don't let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Titties! Hi! Hello. Wait, <laughs> I will, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> wait, come back. Come Whoa. back. Wait, wait. Sissy, can I tell you something yes. real quick? I didn't realize I had such a great titty shot right now. I swear to God, I did not know. You look beautiful, bitch. You know, bitch, I had to wake up and get pretty for your ass, okay? I feel like the <laughs> friend at the club that's like the, the security guard, like, no, nah, she don't want to talk to you. <laughs> she don't want to talk to you. And then, okay, sis. But sis, look at this titty shot, though. Oh, I was like, it's damn, good. they look good. It's okay, good. Anyway, anyway. You know what it is? It's giving like a.m. to p.m. It's giving morning talk show, but I'm going to go fuck in my dressing room. Exactly, girl. You know what I mean? I'm about that business, but I'm going to still do it. Listen, while you are so funny because you already know. Hey, bro, what's up? Hey, how, Look, how are I, you? I know oh. we've never met. How are you? You guys have never met? Oh, my God. My two favorite people. I know. I mean, we never met. However, um, I've seen you and your sister in these streets. Um, oh. I was like, is that her? Is that her sister? I don't know. Right. Um, I just, I want you to know that I'm a big fan. Um, I don't know if you know this, Michelle, but when, uh, when Tasha said hello, she, she offered her, uh, uh, she oh, offered herself God. to me first. And ah! that was like. Tasha, you wouldn't even, un really, this, this oh, man actually really has sex intro. and has created that children. That was an intro. 
But that some, for some reason, he okay. <laughs> we ain't trying to. We ain't trying to have trouble out here. When he gets like nervous, he like either puts an accent right. on it or he sounds like Obama. But like when he's really nervous talking about sex, that's not what I do. <laughs> he sounds like Obama. That's like a nervous like gynecologist. And I'm just like, what? Imagine preparing to meet Tasha. <laughs> Oh, my God. You, you go over old interviews. Uh, you, you, you see her material. You oh. go to IMDb. You, you see that she directed BMF, among other things. Oh. Uh, on down to Boston Comic. Come on. You even saw a video of her on Conan O'Brien. Come on. Iconic. Iconic. Crazy. Then oh. uh, I open up my Zoom, and, and she says, quote, I have these titties for you. That's <laughs> not how I expected <laughs> to start <laughs> the interview. <laughs> oh, see, you know what I goodness. thought? That I was gonna first see Michelle and I was I, laughing. I know, at I, the I know that. Tommy. These titties I know are that. actually for Michelle. I'm I so understand. Sorry. If they were not, I, would, <laughs> I will relay them to Michelle. Ask her if you can borrow them. If she I'm says that it's okay to borrow them, I will allow you, or you Love. can have one of them, okay? No, it's okay. I'll give you one. It's all right. Each can we, have a side. It's community It's community first. titties I, out this bitch. It's really, community titties out this bitch. Thank you. Okay? I am flattered. I mean, I'm feeding everybody. Everyone can suck. Okay, no, let me stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. And you know what? It's not about being sexual sometimes. It's just about nourishment. You know, sure. when you have that maternal instinct and you have titties, it's mm -hmm. like, get in here. My body's a Tempur-Pedic mattress. And it's, and it's an endearing... Um, thing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like it shows your love towards your friends. Yes. No, let me stop. Let me stop. <laughs> Hi. What's happening, y'all? So, Tasha, I really, I have to ask you, and I feel like I've asked you before. I've never actually tried to study somebody before because I'm just like, I could barely like figure out how to match my socks. But you are one of these people that have, I mean, I was saying when you light up a room, that doesn't even like, that doesn't even cover it. It's like you blow it up, right? And even when you are not saying anything, it's like people know you're in the room, whether like you want them to know or not. Okay. That's a superpower. That's like for me wearing white pants with great power comes great responsibility. How are we going to keep it together? <laughs> and so there's also this thing, this aura you have, right? Where it's like, I have been through shit. You cannot surprise me because I have damn near seen it all. Mm. But... You're not going to yuck my yum. You're not going to steal my shine. I'm still going to laugh. I'm still going to be happy. And it's just like, at every turn, I'm getting choked up. But at every turn, it's just like, I think it's too simple of a way of saying, how do you do it? Or even like, why do you do it? But, you know, it just feels mm -hmm. like it's within. And I think the question is, when did you know? When did you know that you were always going to be okay? When did you know that like, man, I got this, man. Like, no one can fuck with this. You know what I mean? Wow. That is like, seriously, sis, it's funny because I was talking to a friend the other day. First of all, I love you so much. It literally like touches the deep part of my soul. Like you are the most refreshing being human. Like you bring me so much joy and love. And I'm so grateful for the friendship. I love the fact that we get to work together. But honestly, I love the fact that we get to do life together. And I'm so grateful for that. Do you hear me? I was talking to a friend the other day, and he's a very positive, beautiful person. And and I asked him, I said, how did you get that way? He said, I've been through a lot. Mm. You know, and the way he said that, I said, I get it. Yeah. Because I've been through a lot. And when you, you know, and I'll answer the question about when did I know I would be okay, because I, I have an answer for that. But when I think about how much I've gone through, 
it gives me so much empathy towards others. Mm. And once I realized that I had the resilience that I had, then shit really could not fuck with me. Because when I think about the things that I've had to endure in life, the things that I've had to endure just emotionally, mentally, physically, I've literally had to fight for my peace, for my life, for my, you know, my sanity, for all of that shit. So now that I feel like I'm like flying 30,000 feet above the shit I've gone through, I'm not letting anyone fuck with me anymore. I'm not letting circumstances get in my way anymore. When I first moved to California, I went through this time where I was sleeping in my little Ford Escort at the beach with a bunch of blankets and washing up in the bathroom or waiting for my friend's mothers to go home so I could use their shower and things like that. Wow. And I did it because I had a dream when I came to California. And I say either I could go back to Camden, right, and tap out and become a dope dealer's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Because that was my plan B. I was like, (laughs) I'm going to become cookie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cookie Lion. Yeah, Camden. She's talking about Camden, Jersey, everybody. Right. Yeah. Camden, New Jersey. So I'm it's like... rough and tough. I was about to be the next Griselda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, seriously. I was like, what is my choice, right? <laughs> yeah. So I said, let me stay here and let me see if this dream that I have will come true. Mm. That's the reason why I stayed sleeping in that car. I said, I just want to see if this dream that I have is going to come true. So Mm. I'm not going to tap out until I see the dream or get a piece of the dream at least. Mm. And because I didn't quit, right, there is a saying not to grow weary while doing good. Mm. For in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. Mm. So I literally said, I'm going to wait to see if I get the dream. And now I'm getting the dream. I'm getting another dream. I'm getting a chance to dream again to get another dream. I'm realizing with every obstacle and every problem, I get stronger within myself. I get more confident within myself. I get to empower more people. I get to, you know, share the joy of life to say, you don't have to stay stuck in your circumstances. Seriously, I choose to be happy. Trust me, I got a lot I could have been fucking sad about, but I choose to be happy. I choose to be positive because it gives me energy and, you know, it makes me feel good. Yeah. (laughs) I hope I answered your question. You did, because what we do, this is what comedians do. Mm -hmm. The pain, we find a lesson in it. We talk about it. Mm -hmm. We turn around. It fuels us. You know, the thing that you're talking about, I get to live my dream. Like, whatever you want to do, whether it is to find the partner, to get the house, to have the kid, to get the dog, to have the job, to whatever, to get the followers. It's like, you know, you constantly have to tell yourself, I'm not telling myself no. You know what I mean? Even if people tell you no, that no doesn't mean anything until you tell yourself no. And so that's what we all have, which I do appreciate because... People will look at you like you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They don't understand it. No, it's so true. It's so true, sis. It's so true. They don't understand it. They don't understand it. I'm like, I'm sorry you don't get it, but it's great. Bye. I'm still shook by what you just said. Yeah. I think we should go back. We should get what Tasha said. Mm Mm-hmm lay like a beat under that and then like some auto tune for workout videos like that is amazing you (laughs) know what i'm saying just like you got this 
You know, I was like, what? You had me at Ford Escort on the beach. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And and that's a real story. That's like real stuff. And like coming from like being 14 years old and dropping out of high school. I mean, by the time Ooh, I was in the ninth grade, my first real big job was I was bartending at a strip club. You know, I mean, I had all the dope boy boyfriends. That's why I understood BMF so well. You follow mm. what I'm saying? Like where I mean, I started doing drugs at 14. I mean, from like 14 to 25, I got high almost every day. Do you understand? It's actually a miracle wow. that I look this good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because, okay, I mean, really, because my ass. It was meant to be. Listen, I mean, look. it was a lot. And when you have gone through stuff like that, you kind of either can go one way or the other. You could go mm. into the direction of, you know, fuck the world. I'm angry at the world. Screw everybody. Da, 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 da. Can we cuss on here? I'm sorry I'm cussing. I usually don't cuss in public. It's fine. Have you fucking met me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now I'm in my fucking 50s, so yeah. I don't care. Bless you know up. what I mean? Hey. But when you go through stuff and you realize what you overcome, you begin to either be angry or you become more conscious um, about yourself, your feelings, and the feelings of those around you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And when you pay attention, you care about how people feel. You check out and pay attention to see what people are feeling like. And for me, I don't want to leave someone feeling bad. Like when I wake up and I go into the world, I intentionally go into the world to create an atmosphere of love, of joy, mm. of peace. Like, it is an intention of mine. I don't want to leave somebody's presence and they say, she didn't make me feel right. Yeah, I don't mm. feel good around her. I want to leave people feeling good because that's the way you connect. That's the way you empower. That's the way you motivate and inspire. Yes. You know, you want, we all are going through stuff in the world. We all got shit going on. Yeah. And if we're sensitive to that, we will be conscious about how we want to make people feel as we go off into the world. So after learning how to be a boss for my own show, going off of what you just said, those two things, those are my intentions. I want to leave the world better than how I found it. And I also want to treat people the way that I want to be treated so they can lead by example, right? Right. Two things happen. One, people are resentful because they um, don't want to get better. Mm -hmm. And they can't take constructive criticism, mm -hmm. right? And so I'm just like, this is a conversation. This is a collaboration. And so this is what I need you to do. And people don't want to rise to the occasion. It's just like, you know, now I'm stuck with someone who's stuck. And so that's a learning lesson for my titties. And the other thing that happens is people, they latch on. They feed off of you. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you're their therapist. Mm -hmm. You're the hit of dopamine that they can't, oh my God, I need you in the, how do I? Mm -hmm. Love bombing. Mm. And so my question, I guess, is more like a two-part question. It's like, when you are so open, how do you protect your peace and have boundaries? And how do you even find somebody to date? Because it's like, if we're so amazing, <gasps> what the fuck are you going to bring? <laughs> okay, girl. Bitch. Oh, my God. Bring the dick. Okay. <laughs> You know, I used to joke around about, um, I'm going to get churchy for a second, right? Mm -hmm. You know what an, an evangelist is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, when you have a church and you bring an evangelist in, they come in to stir up, mm. to inspire, 
And then what do they get to do after that? Leave? Leave. Leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They leave, yeah. Right? right? Right. Now, just because I'm open enough to inspire and to create a beautiful atmosphere with us right now, I can't stay with everybody. Mm. I can't become everybody's best friend. I don't have the bandwidth and the capacity to do that because I already have a responsibility to my core circle, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I can't take the responsibility to, you know, be everyone's person. I just can't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they have to be responsible for themselves. Like, just like I'm in therapy every Tuesday mm-hmm. because my mental health is important to me. And I'm not in therapy so that I could become your therapist. Mm. Like, it's a sacrifice Mm. for me to pay for a therapist, to take the time to commit for therapy. Mm -hmm. And then you you can't use me as your therapist. You got to be responsible and you got to take your mental health in your own hands and find you somebody as well. You know, and most of my friend group, we are all in therapy in some kind of space where we are trying to get better. Yes. And that's why the connection and the love and the intimacy and the trust is so serious, right? Bars. It feeds off each other. Yeah. I want to love on people, but at the same time, I can't be everybody's person. And I realize that and I have to have boundaries and I'm okay with boundaries. I've cut off people, mm. you know, to make more space for actually the people that I give a fuck about yes. and that give a fuck about me on the same level. Yes. Right. Because sometimes we let the wrong people take up space that other people should actually have that space mm. because they're going to come. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah, the pushy people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Think about it. It's like sometimes when your plants grow, <laughs> you might have to change the pot. Just to give it more room to expand. Yes. Or you're going to have to cut some of them leaves off. <laughs> yes. Do you bud. follow what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Some of them leaves, like y'all got to go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's a pretty leaf, sis. Sometimes we'd be like, oh my God, but that looks yeah. so cute. But this hang, I got to cut it. Guess what? Sometimes some shits just got to go. Period. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. How do we date? Sis, I used to date my trauma. Mm. I literally dated my trauma. I dated the residue of my past. Wow. It was like this cycle that I was in where I was attracting nothing but toxic energy, toxic people, abusive people, gaslighting people, because I was dating out of my pain and out of my trauma, right? Yeah, yeah. But now the healthier that I'm getting as a woman, I'm seeing what I'm attracting is different. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and I am seeing somebody and it's new and it's slow and it's cute, Ooh. right? You know, but what's beautiful and my therapist and I were talking about is that he has the best energy in the world. Oh, I love that. Like mm. the most positive person, the most upbeat person. I shouldn't even be talking about this really, but literally just beautiful energy, beautiful spirit. And I'm like, okay, we on the right track. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to attract my trauma. Why do, why do you think you might have been doing that? Why do you think you were attracting your trauma? It it was familiar. It's like a familiar yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. You know, you're attracted to the old you, and and when you've been raised and brought up in an environment like with. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of negativity, a lot of like mental, emotional, like abuse and stuff. And you have this idea about life and about relationship because the foundation of your life is what kind of gives you insight to right. relationship. Like the foundation of my life was very unstable. You know, I didn't have a father growing up. Love was confusing to me. Yeah. I didn't really understand what love was or what love really looked like or how love really felt. You know what I mean? Yes. I just had this warped idea of love, you know? And when you have that distorted idea of love, then you may be attracted to the guy that's saying, I love you, but then he's smacking the shit out of you. Mm. And you're like, but wait, is this love though? Like, how do you know? Yeah, especially when this is acceptable in society. This is acceptable when you want to become um, a singer and you go and try and get signed. To record label yeah, or something? Yeah, like the needle has moved a lot, but so much in society, especially as a woman, and especially as a black woman, like we are always at the bottom of the list. And so we're always supposed to be taking shit. We're mm -hmm. always supposed to be so thankful. We're always supposed to be doing all the work. Oh. It should be Stacey Abrams. Yes. It should be Taraji P. Henson making all the money. You know. It should be fucking every, do you know what I mean? Like it should be all of us at the fucking mm -hmm. top and the first on everybody's list, but we're not. Sis, that's why I, I love you because you are about that life. Like we are always the last to be protected as well. Yeah. I swear to you, it's so sad how you could have a man, a white woman make the same mistakes that a black woman would make and they will get a pass. But that black woman, it's almost like we have no room to grow, no room to elevate, no room to discover mm -hmm. or to learn. No room for error. And you know, no room for error. And error is not a bad thing. Error is actually part of the process mm -hmm. of life. So we should be able to live life and make little mistakes as we go along and embrace that experience so we could grow. But the second we make a little mistake, the black men, the black women, they will literally rip us apart. I know. It's sad that we don't support each other and cover and protect mm -hmm. each other, yeah. especially the black woman. I mean, it's it's also been ingrained in us, right? Like that is also the part of the generational trauma that like we are trying to like unpack because there's always going to just be one chair at the table for us. Yes. And so it's still that shit. And I'm just like... Mm. For me, trying to just even work in television and create a beautiful, safe space for all types, all types of Black people, especially in New York. Yes. You know? Right. Some people did come with their trauma. And I was like, okay, I understand where this is coming from. Um, but that's not what this is. And, you know, it's sort of like that caged animal energy. Sometimes you got to like... Yeah. Force the love into someone. Yep. <laughs> How much can I talk right now? Because something is coming up that I want to talk about because... Do it. Go ahead. What I've seen you experience as an executive producer and creator of your show, I have experienced as a director. Like being a Black woman mm -hmm. coming into my career as a director, some people weren't embracing that because they felt like, oh, well, you just do... You just been doing Tyler Perry movies. You ain't... You know what you know. Like literally, like people like kind of move me aside and I had to really work hard without a lot of support. I had more black men try to tear me down and try to say, oh, well, she's just an acting teacher and she don't of really course. know what she's doing yet. And let me see her little shot list and da, 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 da. You know. Okay. I only, I did that one time. I said that one time <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm sorry. Okay. No, but. All right, Tasha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, but, but seriously, like I have seen more people try to intentionally 
find something wrong with my process, with my work. Either mm. I'm too loud, either I'm too strong, either I act like I'm too confident, either, you know, I got too much to say or too much opinion. But isn't that what you hired me for? To have mm. an opinion, Ooh. to have a perspective, you know? And with Michelle, Michelle has such a spirit of excellence. Like when you see survival of the thickest, it is Michelle Bateau. Like Michelle Bateau picked out these characters, picked out the hair, the makeup, the whole world. Her fingerprint was all over. She had the vision for the story, the vision for the aesthetic. And the saddest thing for me, and I swear to you, were the Black women mm. that I've witnessed talking shit. Yeah. And it really mm. makes me sick and sad. Me too. And for me coming out of a place where I had all the people coming against me, trying to ruin my career, trying to give these negative opinions about me. And I'm like, this is a sister that had the vision to write the book, to sell the book, to get the show done. I'm going to have her back. I'm going to go to war. It that, like We have to do everything that we can to protect this Black woman's vision, purpose, passion, all of it, right? Oh, my goodness. All of it. I love you. Because it ain't easy. It's not easy to do what she's doing. It's not easy for me to do what I'm doing. It's not easy to show up as the only Black woman, as the leader, directing, you know, the pilot for BMF all this male energy and mm. all of that. And, you know, yeah. walk in confidence and not let any of that stuff get in the way. We already have mental hurdles that we already have to get over. We don't need no motherfuckers coming in and fucking with us for no reason. That's right. We're doing the work of people that have oppressed us for a long time by ourselves. Yes. yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I was going to just say, thank you for this discourse, because this positive discourse and this very, like, intense love that you are showing, Michelle, right now is beautiful in light of what has been all over Black Twitter, the Cat Williams of it all. To see you, Tasha, like, really just pour out your love for Michelle like this is a beautiful moment, because although that Cat Williams interview may be entertaining, it gets us nowhere, you know? It gets us nowhere. It really doesn't. And when I think about just using Kevin Hart as an example, one of the nicest men in the world, mm. like Kevin Hart is literally the nice. I've known him forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Always been the same nicest guy. But also when you think about the empire that he has built, mm -hmm. he is responsible for paying for so many people's livelihoods. Right. You know, what he's created within his empire has blessed so many people and still blessing so many people. Right. And we need the Kevin Hart's. We need those guys to continue to do what we're doing. Why try to tear it down? Yeah. Do you follow what I'm saying? We need to inspire people and, and actually celebrate, you know, the wins that people have had. You follow me? Mm -hmm. You know, we all probably... You know, was laying in bed, looking at that, kind of getting a giggle here and there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I was giggling at Shannon Sharp. No, Poor Shannon no, no, Sharp. No, no. 100% I, like, I giggled. A lot. But yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's just like, where is it getting us? It's it's us uh, turning against each other. And so, like, people have tried to steal my shit a lot. And you know what? You can't steal me. You can't steal my mind. So nope. it's just like, I'm going to come up with more shit. And then you do the Kirkland version. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> the Kirkland brand. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. <laughs>
Okay, so we get some questions from the audience about adulting that we try to answer. And I don't know why they ask us because, you know, we like to talk and we care about people. Jordan, (laughs) do you want to go first? I'll take the first one. Okay. All right, so here we go. I have been a vegetarian for 10 years and my partner keeps trying to get me to eat meat. I really don't want to, but he won't stop pushing it. Oh. How do I get him to respect my boundaries? Damn. Okay, eat me, eat me. Okay. <laughs> I was like that. Take it easy. But wait, his meat, right? Michelle. I was just like, is she eating the meat she's supposed to? Like, calm down. I will say this, though. I will say this. Um, when I met Christ, my husband, I wasn't eating red meat because America, you know, you could taste it in the food. The government doesn't care about the people. Yeah. So there was a lot of things I wasn't eating because... Um, I was like, oh, the government's going to try and get me sick. I can't drink the water. I can't eat the food. I got to boil the shit out of it. Like, I was on that. Right. And when I went to Holland and he's like, this steak is from this farm. Because I was anemic. You know what I mean? I was like, do you see sparkly things? Yeah. Or is it me? And he's like, you're not supposed to be eating the dirt out of the plant. I'm like, okay. Like, when you're like very anemic, that's what you want to do. Right. And so I had the steak and I was like, this is game changing. You know, I think for someone who has like a very big culinary, like vocabulary or appetite or whatever the fuck, they want to be with someone that can eat the food with them. But mm-hmm. if she doesn't want to, then she ain't cost to. Like, Take it easy. Exactly. You know? I mean, I because I don't eat meat. Like, I, I haven't eaten meat in years, right? Red meat or dick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Wait, Jordan, come Wait, back. Wait, Jordan, go. Come back, no. Jordan. Don't I'm go. I'm not coming back. Don't go. I'm just kidding. Go. Oh, my God. Okay, listen. Could you imagine if I said I stopped eating dick? Like, no, let me stop. That's okay. But no, when you... Look, and we know it's not dick, but it's... Re- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I'll eat red meat. And I don't want to eat it. But the other day, we had a party with Arthur... And he wanted some kind of prime rib and roast and all this. Oh, wow. And he begged me to taste it because it was just so good. Mm. Begged. He was like, Tasha, please just taste it. Just taste it. It's mm. falling apart. And guess what? I tasted it. <gasps> He's my BFF. And because I said, you know, I'll just taste it for you. I'll taste it. Wow. But now I'm not going like start eating it. And actually, it wasn't even good to me because mm. I don't eat it. And right. I was shitting all night. Oh. And I was thinking it was just from that one bite. <laughs> okay, I said, wow. I shouldn't say that. So I shouldn't talk like that publicly. Why? This is I adulting. It's adulting. You're an adult. Okay, okay. It's very adult. Fuck it. <laughs> you tell us the story of a real messed up green eggs and ham experience you had. That's great, you know? <laughs> This person has been a vegetarian for 10 years. That's that's admirable. Yeah, but but I'll say this. I took one bite to shut Arthur up, but I don't think that she'll be able to shut up her husband or her partner no. if she takes one bite. So at the end of the day, he should really respect her boundaries just like she respects his Ooh. because she's not trying to turn him into a vegetarian yes. because you know sometimes vegetarians do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially if you're cooking, you got to cook two meals. Like if your partner is a vegetarian and yeah. you eat meat, then you always have to have vegetarian option, meat option. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that everybody can be happy. So it becomes a little more work, right? But I think at the end of the day, respect the boundaries of each other, period. And I don't know what the big deal is about her eating meat anyway. Leave her alone. Shit. 
Yeah. It sounds like they probably live in a place that doesn't have a lot of vegetarian options. You know what I mean? Like there are some mm-hmm. places like mm-hmm. that still where I'm just like, how and why? It's your colon. Figure yeah. the fuck out. But um, a food desert. If anything, he should take on the responsibility and the challenge of making delicious vegetarian meals. Get some jackfruit and act like it's oxtail, bitch. Absolutely. Hello, hello. Put some curry in that shit. Okay. Next question. Net. Oh. Okay. Okay. Um, what do we got? It's a sex question, y'all. Oh boy. Oh dear. You okay, Jordan? <laughs> Jordan. Where's my inhaler? My inhaler. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Honey, is Brian Hailer up there? <laughs> I do appreciate this question because it's just like, who can I run to when I need love? Go ahead. Okay. Reverse cowgirl hurts. Oh I feel God. like I am not built for it. Does this feel good for people? Am I doing it wrong? I feel like I'm going to break his dick. Legitimate <sighs> question. Well, good for you for, for having somebody to fuck. Going to break his dick. Does he have a limp dick or something? Is his dick like a hook? Like, like a question mark? Yeah, like, like, is it a question mark, Dick? I love that. Question asked, question answered. <sighs> My goodness. <laughs> Jesus, take it. <laughs> Go ahead, Michelle. What you got to say? Well, I just want to explain to people, because this is an international podcast full of um, foolery. Oh, yeah. And um, the best kind of fucker you'd ever want. So, um, reverse cowgirl, you are sitting... Your back is to your partner, but you're sitting on top of them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you got to put your legs up on their thighs to like get a little uh, movement arch. I what am I like an architect? <laughs> you know, you know, you know what it is. Uh, you know what I like. <laughs> I don't know the words for it, but I know what it is. Here, let me show you guys. Ah. Just kidding. <laughs> Hi. I love that about Michelle. Michelle is going to give her life, honey. Like, she's a little sex kid. And I hope y'all know that. Okay, but go ahead. Look, every... Go ahead. You got a body? I got a body. Just sexy, okay? It's a good, good body. But what I'm saying is I applaud this person for trying um, different sex moves because... Mm-hmm. everyone is doing missionary or on top or like doggy and I get it. Like you want to try some stuff, but maybe like if it's hurting and it's not enjoyable, don't keep trying because you're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. You're going to like think about, oh no, it's going to hurt before you get in there. Oh, you don't want to like fuck up your cooch. You don't fuck up your pum pum. Mm-hmm. And you're really going to fuck up your journey to at least like getting an orgasm, right? So, right. you know, maybe Google or go to a sex shop and figure out what kind of um, sex positions are good for you. Perhaps like, Try laying on your side and he's standing. I mean, but what what makes you think, like, why is it, like, does it hurt? You know what I mean? Like It's hurting him. It's hurting him. Oh, it's hurting the guy. Oh, yeah. I thought and, it was hurting for, her. Yeah, it's hurting him. Uh, she says she doesn't want to break off his, his, his dig. She says reverse cowgirl hurts. I feel like I'm not built for this. It does this feel good for oh. people? Am I doing it wrong? Oh, wait. Hurts. I feel like I'm going to break a stick off. Yeah. Like, it is a very... Um, it's one of the more athletic positions, I will say this, if you can't stand. Yeah. Right? She might be short. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this one, you need a weight limit and a big dick. I haven't done a reverse cowgirl in a long time, so I can... <laughs> it's not for everybody. And you don't have to do it a lot. It's one of those things you don't have to do a lot. Get some lingerie. I don't remember it hurting. Okay. <laughs> None of it should hurt. I, I just want to say, on the other end of the line, um, I've been on the other end of that <laughs> sit. Yes, that makes sense. And by the way, there is a little pain in the pleasure. Um, not not uh, not from. Uh, just say it, Jordan. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying that my John Thomas has hurt every once in a while. It's a little painful. So does it hurt sometimes, Jordan? Seriously? Sometimes. Sometimes, but you know what? You fucking buck up. 
And you... Yeah, it is nice to try and figure it out. If your co-pilot is almost going to land that plane, you just you just stay in there. You stay in there. Right. And you focus and you just get it. Get the fucking job done. And just try to protect the dick, though, because you don't... <laughs> breaking the dick is going to be worse than whatever that moment of... Right. Yeah. Can I just say, this is a hilarious... Because all of our answers are, like, very much of our personality. Like, Jordan is just like a coach of Friday Night Lights. He's like, get in there and just make sure you do it. And then, of course, Tasha's just like, but make sure everybody's okay. Make sure his dick is going to be okay. Your coochie going to be okay. And and for me, I'm just like, try something else. It's a buffet. It's not the only... I think, yes, I, I do believe in trying something else. I do believe in trying something else. But I also think there is a small amount. It comes with a small amount of pain. It's not. It's not, like, a big deal. If I may, it's not the the tip. It's not the huevos. It's like just... It's the middle part? It's the handle? It's the gutters. It's the gutters along the side. Oh, my God. Got it. Interesting. Thanks. You know. But you got to lean more forward. <laughs> all the way forward or all right. the way back. You can't be in the middle. Yeah. But why try to do something that you're just not comfortable doing? Because you've done the other stuff for too long and so you're bored. Mm-hmm. And number two, they've probably been oh. watching porn and they're just like, I want to try that. <laughs> But that ain't for everybody. <laughs> that ain't for everybody. That ain't for everybody. Those are professionals. Yeah, they professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Like, what? You went roller skating once and all of a sudden you're going to enter the Olympics? Stop. Yeah, yeah. Just remember that you are amateurs. And the thing about amateur is it comes from an old Greek word, oh, amor, for love, okay? So we do it for the love. Oh, my God. The professionals do it because there's an OnlyFans attached. Yeah, leave it to them. Leave it to them. We actually do have time for one more question. I just got word from our producer. Um, okay, are you ready? Yep. Yes. I started dating a guy and he's really sweet, but his dog is truly the worst. Not trained, <laughs> jumps on you when you walk in the room, jumps on you when you're sleeping, pees inside the house. This relationship is so new, but I can't handle the dog. Do I bring it up and try to help train the dog? Or do I run away and end things now? Wow. I'm going to say try to bring it up and help train the dog. Really? Don't run from the relationship because of the dog. Because, like, look Ooh. at Arthur. Arthur has a dog that was out of control. I could mm-hmm. not stand his dog. Oh, shit. Like, literally, his dog would jump up on the tables while we were eating. And I didn't want to, like, stop spending time with him. So I found him a dog trainer. Wow. Yes, smart. That's adult. And the dog went away with the dog trainer for, like, three weeks or something like that. Yeah. The little bitch came back perfect. <laughs> and then... <laughs> the little bitch. Should I not say that? Am That's I gonna, what she Am was. I going to get in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> but then, I got to say this, Arthur started letting the dog do whatever he wanted to do, and the dog ended up going back to his old ways. So you got to talk to your partner, I think. Yeah. He might love the way this dog is too. I don't know. What do you think, Michelle? It is the owner. It isn't always the dog, right? Like it is the parent. It isn't always the child. And so, you know, this is how he sees it's okay. And for me, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And I wouldn't want to be with someone like that. Yeah. So I would probably walk away. Mm. Wow, what would you do, Jordan? That's a good question, great question. I live it. Um, <laughs> my dog is broken. 
His soul is broken. He is the best. I love my dog. <laughs> Leo is a perfect dog. He never stepped on my shoe. Oh. He don't step on my shoe. Oh, Lord. And let me tell you something. Okay, that's that's an inside joke. You don't know about that, Tasha. But okay, so here's the deal. I I am married into a family that doesn't believe in training dogs. Ew. And I love them, but it causes all kinds of accommodation that you have to make when that dog comes to your house, you know? Mm. And that is really... That's tough. And we work on that all the time. Because when training a dog, you're actually training the owner. You train the owner to understand that their dog is going to talk to other people. And, and you talk. Is going, to, is going to interact with other people. Yeah. And that you're getting the dog ready for not life with you, but life out in the world. You know? Mm-hmm. And... It's big picture. It's big picture. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say that, yeah. And and I would actually be like, I can't do this because of your dog. Because if you're losing enough in your life and people are walking away and don't want to fuck with you because of your dog, then you're, you might say, oh, shit, I got to do something about this dog. Or it's just going right. to be you and your dog. Because, I, I, like, for me, I can't. Peeing everywhere and shit. Oh, no. No, that's a no. If it's on house train, at a minimum, at a minimum. Listen. <laughs> okay. Well, this has been just fucking wonderful. I could just keep you here for three more hours, but um, this is it. We a- we have one more question for you, and we ask all our guests. Okay. What is the most adult thing you want to do for yourself that you haven't had a chance to do yet this year? And it could be anything big or small. A lot of people say take trips. Roy Wood Jr. wants to go to Japan and like go to a baseball game. I want to figure out salad dressing. Like, we all over the place. So what's the one thing that's very adult that you want to do for yourself that you haven't had a chance to do? Most grown thing. This this might sound kind of real corny. I, I don't know. But I um I want to replant some new trees in my backyard. Yeah, I love it. I, I just started getting into plants and stuff, right? Okay. And this is like one of my newest plants. and That's real. Yeah, it's real. And it's just so beautiful. That's thriving. Yeah. yeah. And I want some, some different kinds of trees in my backyard so that when I go out there, I feel more cozy and, mm-hmm. you know, inspired and it's more beautiful. So that's one of the adult things I want to do. And I got to, I, I just did one thing yesterday. I got to... Uh, um, a new hot water heater. Yes. Like one of those tankless hot water heaters. That was an adult-ass thing. I have one on my wall in the basement you right do? now. Yo. Tasha, I feel you, girl. We got the European kind. Yo. Look at us. Come on. Look at us. I mean, that is some adult shit. I'm like, I own a house. I got a new hot water heater. I got plants. And I'm about to replant some trees in the backyard. Tasha. I'm grown as fuck. You grown I am as a grown-ass woman. That's right. I love that. <laughs> I know we're ending the episode. I know um, that we're on a time crunch. But I would kick myself in um, my high yellow hooker ass if I did not say <laughs> um, that I just love you so much, Tasha, and I love working with you. Oh, and, you know, I this is you. like, Marley is a very special character to me. And what you've done with her is like, I mean, I mean, talk, I like, I can't even, there's no words. You know what I mean? Like, my vocabulary is limited when it comes to how much um, I love you and your work. And, um, and your allyship, like even, you know, I remember, you know, before the show even came out, you posted a really hot, steamy picture with you, you know, kissing some girl in the gym, like that scene in the gym and the amount of hate spewed at you and um, the homophobic bullshit. And um, I realized like, you know, 
I put you in this position and I asked you to come along and do this. And, you know, it must be like really difficult for you. And I mean, you said like the best thing and her quotes are amazing. <laughs> but you said a lot of things. But the one thing that really stands out was fuck those motherfuckers. Next season, I want to <laughs> fuck the biggest, blackest bitch and they got to watch and deal with that shit. And I said, this is why I roll with Tasha. Because that is fucking amazing. So thank you. I can't wait. And thank you. And I love you so much. You literally make my heart happy. Yay. Oh. Yay. And Jordan, when I come to New York, I want to hang out with y'all. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. Let's try not to break any dicks off while we're doing reverse cowgirl. <laughs> what no have truer we learned? words. No truer what have words. We <laughs> Michelle. I mean, George. That was so cool. Isn't she not a ray of motherfucking sunshine? Liquid gold, if you ask me. Truly. It felt like what I was getting was like, I'll take a bullet for you. That's how she feels about you, buddy. That's what she feels. She would do anything for you. And she's an artist who appreciates good people like yourself and good things you're trying to do. Also, you know, she is an actor and producer and a dope director. Yeah. And, you know, for season two of Survival of the Thickest, she will be directing some episodes. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So it's like, wow, do we not love to see Black women win? We motherfucking do. So I am very excited. And like, I hope you know that I would, I wouldn't take a bullet for you, but I would do anything for you. Yeah, no, no. I, it's, it, that was, that's not. Um, I know that's not why you said it, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> well, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate it. I appreciate that, friend. I do. And um, I was just going to say that I didn't get to give her her flowers on this, but my favorite scene, uh, Marley scene, is like in the final episode when you're like laid up in the hospital. Just giving things away. Oh, yeah. Episode seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Penultimate, excuse me. When you're in the hospital and she's like, can I get a black doctor up in here? Yeah. Can I get a black doctor? Like That was like probably one of my most favorite scenes to write because, first of all, I had to Google things that black women have <laughs> invented, which is also like very fun. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. I was like, really? Oh, dope. But also like just to even have, uh, to turn a conversation you have with friends. Um, going to the doctors and what that means as a black woman because, you know, you talk about people thinking you have an attitude. So you're like, okay, am I waiting this long because it's me? Or is there really a line ahead of me because I don't see anybody? Right. Um, I'm sorry, can I ask a question or am I bothering you about my body? Yeah. It spoke to all that and then what a... Yeah. It had this kind of like nice surprise at the end which is really cute too. And then um, I was just going to say the nurse in that I took a workshop with that guy. Oh, yeah. Diabetes? Am I going to diabetes? Oh, like, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I was improving and just like watching his face trying to stay still, I was like, you know, as a comedian in, in a scene when you're acting, mm -hmm. you can like almost break someone. You're like, fuck yeah. I've done my job. Like you do me all the time. Yeah. Okay. So like, but yeah, I just love the end of that scene. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna try one more thing. Well, you know what, guy? Like, I hope everyone enjoyed this episode fully. And I feel like the takeaway, hopefully for y'all is, man, oh man, you are the company you keep, right? Yes. So like, love on your friends. Don't feel like you have to get through it with your friends. Don't hang around people you don't like or that don't pour into you the way you pour into them. Fucking hang out with people you love, and work with people that inspire you. The end, period. Absolutely. 
Go eat your pasta, Jordan. Look at he got pasta on his fork. That's so fucked up. Are you doing this whole episode from Olive Garden, bitch? Go stuff your face. Bye, everyone. This has been an Exactly Right production. Our senior producer is Jiha Lee. Our associate producer is Christina Chamberlain. This episode was mixed by John Bradley. Our guest booker is Patrick Kotner. Additional production support from Hannah Kyle Crichton. Theme song and live show DJing is by DJ Don Will. Artwork by Jamie Bechtel. Photography by Gijs Vandermost. Executive produced by Karen Kilgariff, Georgia Hardstark, and Danielle Kramer. Follow the show on Instagram at adultingthepod. Email your questions to adultingquestions at gmail.com. <laughs> 